Welcome to Flights, Late Nights, and Hindsights, a study abroad podcast brought to you by the peer advisors from the Center for International Education at Loyola University, New Orleans. Today we're joined by Grayson, who studied abroad at Shanghai University in China. Thanks for joining us, Grayson. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. So how long were you abroad for? I was abroad from September 1st until December 20th, around that time, of fall 2019. Oh, perfect. So you just narrowly missed the whole COVID thing. Just missed it. Just barely. I got home and stuff started going down. So it was perfect timing. Nice. And how did you decide on this program? So I have been studying Chinese for like my whole life maybe not my whole life, but a long time. Um, and it's also my minor. So I finished my minor here and then I just thought it'd be the best option to just go and just use the language and be abroad in Shanghai. That's amazing. Yeah, I definitely wanted to ask you how the language went. How were your classes? Okay, it was really weird. Um, so I think the classes that I took were very specific to the program that I went on. It was a business program, actually. And it was very, I don't think it was like a, a normal, like Chinese style class. And I, I think their schedule is similar to ours, like, you know, hour long classes. But for me, I only I took four classes and we only met once a week for four hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, that sounds tiring. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. And then we really didn't have any assignments. We just had to like write a huge essay for each class. So really, it was just a lot of writing at the end. Wow, yeah, it definitely does sound a lot different from the loyal format of things. And what did you study while you were abroad? Foreign Relations of China. That was a really interesting class. It was kind of stressful because we mainly talked about like the foreign relations between the U.S. and China. And I was the only American in that class. And so then they would always be like, oh, what's your opinion on this? And I was always like, ah. <laughs> so it was stressful, but it was interesting. I don't know. I feel like we, we kind of know how Americans view China. But it was interesting to see how China views the U.S. and how people from other countries view both sides. That's really interesting. Did you feel like the resident American in the class? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a lot of responsibility right there. <laughs> yeah, every, every time there was a question, they'd all be like, turn, like, turn to me. Yeah, there was a class specifically on Chinese culture, which was really interesting. I learned a lot about that and a lot of cool things. Like one time I was walking down the street really late at night and then these people were like burning clothes on the side of the street. And I was like, what is going on? And we learned about that in that class, stuff like that. And they were sending clothes to their deceased relatives so that was interesting how they but just like in the middle of the road in shanghai so <laughs> so what was your housing setup like did you do a homestay did you live on campus i lived on campus in the international student dorm at the yanchangbu campus so shanghai university is huge and they have like four or five campuses across the city and the Yanchanglu campus is uh, right downtown. So it was like right in the middle of everything. I lived on the sixth floor and there was no elevator. <laughs> so that was fun, especially after like long nights out. Uh, lots of stairs, lots and lots of stairs. But yeah, the campus, it was so beautiful. It's interesting because I feel like there's not much communication between schools and stuff. So I had no idea what the campus looked like. I had no idea where I was going to be living. And then two weeks before we left, they sent out an email saying that like half the people that applied for a dorm didn't get it. 
and then they have to find off-campus housing, but like you can't just call for some reason. So I didn't know if I had a dorm or not until I got there. And so it was very stressful. I, I just like got on a plane alone flying to China. And then I was like, do I have a place to stay <laughs> when I get there? But I did and it all worked out. But it was funny though. I got there, my suitcase weight, I think at the airport, it, it was like 70 pounds. And then they were like, yeah, sixth floor. And I was like, well, there's no there. <laughs> yeah, my dorm was really cool. It had a balcony and you could like see the skyscrapers on the city. That's amazing. I think, yeah, a big part of the study abroad experience is just letting go of any of your control because at some point, you know, it's got to let it happen. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Was this an ISEP program? Yes. Loyola only had a program in China in Beijing and I didn't want to go to Beijing. I was like dead set on Shanghai. Can we ask why? I went to China before with my family and we went to Beijing and it was not my favorite city to say the least. China is very, very different. It's like you get there and you're like a whole other planet. And Shanghai is very international. There's lots of expats that I think they have the highest amount of expats that live in China there. So there is like a like foreigner community there that a lot of other cities don't have. But then also Shanghai is just like, it's so cool. It's the New York City of Asia. <laughs> so I was like, I have to go. So That's amazing. Yeah, I was looking and it's one of the most populated cities in the world. I looked it up like just a bit ago. There's 24 million people live in one city. <laughs> Living there, it is so fast paced. Just like go, 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 go. Like no stop. Like it doesn't sleep. There's just like you go out on the street and you're like, oh my God, there's so many people. <laughs> Say like rush hour on the subway. I don't think I have ever seen that many people like ever. It's, it's, it's truly mind boggling how many people live there. It's weird, like it's, the city is so big that it, like you can feel the amount of people, but it doesn't feel overcrowded except on the subway. <laughs> so I think big difference coming from New Orleans, which is a pretty small city to something like Shanghai. So, yeah. So like, how was that cultural adjustment for you? What were some difficulties you faced? Okay, I think the biggest cultural adjustment was just like street etiquette and just like how people interact with each other there because like nobody drives, you know, most of the population just, you know, walks and uses the subway, like motor scooters and stuff. And just like, how to like interact with that. And like what in the subway, it's really interesting. People, they just kind of like, they just like bounce around to like get to where they're going. And like, you, you will get shoved, you will get pushed. Like people, they're, they don't care. They're just like, get out of my way. I got, I got places to go. It's like really intense. And then also the old ladies are so mean. Like they, <laughs> they will push you out of the way to like get on the subway. And then you're like, oh my God, what? But, <laughs> and then sometimes, okay, I think Shanghai is different than other cities because it's more international, but there's a concept of a line sometimes doesn't exist. Like I was at a Starbucks and I was waiting and the people kept like cutting in front of me. And I was like, what are they doing? And so you, it's like a fight. You have to like fight to get to the front of the line to like order first. But it wasn't like that all the time. But um, yeah, because I think, I don't know, New Orleans, it's like if you don't say hi to someone on the street, it's like, oh, you didn't say hi to me. But there, it's just like very blunt, very, like no one's rude, but it's just kind of like, 
everybody's doing their own thing. And I think that took a while for me to like get that in there. <laughs> yeah, like the communication styles. How was that? Was it just as forceful? Yes, yeah. Chinese itself is a really blunt language also. It's just like get the point across. Like when they talk to you in Chinese, it seems like they're being rude. It's, if you think about it, it's just the language and how it's just how people interact. They're, it's to the point, let's go, got to get somewhere, got to go, got to go. So yeah. And then that also took me a while. Another thing is the language. So I speak um, like the Beijing dialect, I guess. It's just what I learned. And then the Shanghainese dialect is like very different. So it would be so frustrating because I would like speak Chinese and then I would, I couldn't understand some people. I'd be like, what are you saying? <laughs> Definitely some cultural adjustment. <laughs> yeah, dialects are the worst things because you think you speak a language and then you move somewhere else and you're like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In terms of adapting to that type of communication and just interacting with others, do you feel yourself become more assertive and like kind of adapt to that way of life? Oh, definitely. Definitely. So there's this road, um, Nanjing Road, and it's kind of like, I guess like the Times Square, kind of like city center of Shanghai. And they have all these vendors that come up to you. They're like, oh, buy this, buy this, buy this. And <laughs> like, you know, you hear them like, oh, no, thank you. Like, you know, but then they're like, they, then they like press on. So you have to be like, no, I don't want it. And then like, I felt, I felt, I felt rude. And I'm like, I don't think I'm a rude person. So you just have to be okay with being like, no. <laughs> and um, especially at the airport, when you get out of like the, like the terminal, like there's like, like a hundred people and they're all trying to get you to like use their taxi. So they're like, taxi, taxi, taxi. And then you're like, they're like, come with me, come with me. You gotta be blunt. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's a great lifestyle just in general. Yeah, it's so interesting. It depends on what country you're in. You know, when I was abroad in Mexico, it was the opposite. It was rude to say no. And so you had to say, I'll come back later. And then just <laughs> never come back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think there's like definitely two sides to it because there's just so many people that they don't have time to like interact with just like one-on-one. -on -one. But like when you do, they're like, they're so wonderful. and They're so nice. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Chinese people are too rude. It happened to me in Spain. Something that I noticed was that we apologize for everything. Like we bump into someone on the streets and we're like, oh, sorry. And like nobody would even look at me when I would bump to them and, apo and apologize. They would just <laughs> keep on walking. So it's just like. Yeah, we're too sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> so while you were abroad, did you experience any homesickness? And how did you deal with that? So. I really didn't actually, I kind of like forced it down. I was like, no, I will not feel this way because I was only going to be there for a few months. And I was like, I don't have time to feel homesick. I don't want to like waste that time just being like in my room being like, oh, I wish I was home. And <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, there were some times where I was like, uh, and I'd like FaceTime my friends and be like, oh my God, I miss my friends. But then I was like, no, I'm like, I'm here. I'm living my life. I got to like, I can't think about it. So Every time like homesickness would kind of like creep in, I'd be like, get out. No. And then I'd like go out and like go do something. <laughs> so also, if you can think of it, Shanghai has it and it's probably better than you can think of. So like there are Western restaurants, they have McDonald's, they, they pretty much have everything. Um, you just have to find it, which it can be hard sometimes because I don't know, it's so big. And then also like trying to search there's not much of an English internet there. So you have to like kind of figure it out or like ask your Chinese friends to help you. 
So how's the food? Oh, I ate so much food. Chinese food in China is very different than the Chinese fast food that we get here. It is so good. And then a lot of people there, they were like kind of getting tired of it because it can be hard. Western food is more expensive. So it's like a luxury thing. They're like, oh, let's go get Western food as like a fancy meal. So like McDonald's was more expensive sometimes, I think, which is, I was like, what? They had just like this... The street that my university was on, it just had like restaurants and restaurants and restaurants and restaurants, little tiny dumpling shops. Like I could get 20 dumplings for like $2. And then they were like, oh, amazing. Or just like, like noodles at 3 a.m. <laughs> 3 a.m. noodles are the best kind of noodles. There's this one thing my friend took me to. And you go in and it's like a wall of like vegetables and meats and fish and stuff like that. And you get a giant bowl and then you just kind of put whatever you want in there and then they take it in the back and they stir fry it. And then with like chili oil and all this and you can, you can turn it into soup if you wanted. But then I went with a friend and they got the weirdest meats. I don't even know what I was eating. Beware of the mystery meat there. It was good though. And also like the, the school cafeteria was incredible. It was so amazing. Like you could see in the back, they would like make noodles by hand. And they would like, you could see them in the back, like pulling the noodles and then they'd be like, whoosh, whoosh, hit, and it's like fresh, amazing food. <laughs> also the menu, it was so funny. So they had the, the menu was in Chinese and then they had the English translation and it was the weirdest translations. Like it did not make any sense at all. It was, <laughs> I can't think of, we were like, is this food? <laughs> So you just have to like take a picture of it and then be like, I want this <laughs> on the menu. That's awesome. That's such a stark contrast from Loyola's dining hall. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Big difference. <laughs> what kind of holidays or cultural traditions did you experience, you know, aside from people burning things in the street? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I experienced the Moon Festival, which was really cool. And actually, it just happened. It's like the first, I guess the date changes, but it's um, around like the first of October. I think it's a really cool holiday. I think most Chinese holidays are like centered around food. So every holiday, there's like this like certain food you have to eat. And it's always really interesting and really good. So on, during the Moon Festival, you eat mooncakes. And then the university had um, a bakery on campus. And so they had like mooncakes. It was like Shanghai University with like the logo on it and stuff. And um, so the Moon Festival, it's the biggest, brightest full moon of the year. And th there's like a whole ancient myth about it, but I'm not going to go into that. So what, really what you do, it's like no matter where you are on the planet or how far away you are from your relatives, you're all looking at the same moon. So it's really cute. And then like the study abroad center there was like, you're all away from home. Just know that you're like, <laughs> it was so cute. And then um, the mooncakes, they're so good. It's like they have sweet bean paste on the inside i mean you can have different things on the inside like they have like matcha ones they have like ones with like different kinds of nuts but my favorite was a red bean mooncake and then on the outside it's real pretty they have the chinese national holiday that's like kind of like a spring break that's in the fall and the entire country shuts down for one week like literally nothing is open and i don't know i think shanghai is one of the a big tourist destinations for the people there so like it was twice as packed as usual. <laughs> that kind of sounds like Mardi Gras. Like everything's yeah. closed, lots of people. <laughs> yeah. And then another one was the 
I guess it's kind of like Chinese Fourth of July for the Communist Party, and it was the 70th anniversary of the founding of the Communist Party. So they had, I think, like Xi Jinping was in town, like the president. It was like real crazy, and then they had, if you know what the skyline of Shanghai looks like on the on the river with all the tall skyscrapers, they had this like crazy laser light show, and then they had like drones flying. It was it was wild. That's so cool. Did you go on any trips that were outside of your comfort zone while you were there? I think just going there in general was out of my comfort zone because I kind of made a point to go by myself. Like I know a lot of people will study abroad with their friends or go somewhere like a popular destination, but I didn't know a single person. I didn't know if I was going to even have a place to stay when I got there. I got off the plane and I was like, oh, oh I'm in China alone. Once I got there, it was pretty comfortable. But a lot of times... I would just go on walks by myself in the city, and I always like to be like with people. Even here, like going on walks with people, and then just kind of like being alone in a, such a foreign place was pretty outside of my comfort zone, I guess. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, you're just in a new place for the first time. Every little experience is something kind of challenging. Now being back in the states for a bit, how do you feel like that's changed you? Oh, I think. Now I'm really adaptable. I can just like kind of go with the flow, no matter what. I can get something done. Like if I put my mind to it, I can do anything. Kind of mindset. I think this adaptability and knowing that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Totally, I feel like it's such an empowering experience overall. Definitely. And before going, like, what were some stereotypes you had? Were some of those stereotypes challenged? Mm. So my family was very concerned that I was going to be moving to a communist country, um, <laughs> so, which is, you know, rightfully so. That's like very different than here. And a lot of people, especially now, I think with like what's just going on, um, that like people in the U.S. can paint China as like this big, mean country that's communism and yeah, and then um, Big Brother, you know, like they have cameras everywhere. But when, you know, once you get there, you realize that it's just another form of government and it works for them and you know people they live their normal lives just like here it's just interesting to see it's just like another way of how people live with their government but another thing was interesting because have you heard of like all the cameras and stuff in china and that is totally true you are being watched every second of every day first i didn't like it because i was like oh my god there's no privacy like my classroom had like three cameras in it i think the only place that didn't have cameras was like my dorm room but after a while, I actually really liked it because it was so safe. You know, New Orleans is like a very sketchy city sometimes, you know, and then there, like, you can walk alone at night and like be fine because there's pretty much no crime. I mean, there is crime everywhere, but like, it's very low. Like some malls, they have like honor system things. Like they just have like a table full of like merchandise and then you have, you just like scan it with your phone and then you can just walk away with it, which I thought was crazy. And then also another thing is the internet access was very difficult because, you know, the, I don't know if you've heard like the Great Firewall of China. So like pretty much every single Western like website is blocked, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Google, everything is blocked. Like you cannot access, Netflix is blocked, everything is blocked. You can only use like the Chinese version of it, like they have like WeChat, Weibo, those are just all different types of it. But as a foreigner living there, that was really difficult because it was 
sometimes hard to get in contact with family because really the only way to contact my family was through WeChat or WhatsApp using a VPN. So I had very many VPNs <laughs> to um, get around the firewall. And then it was sometimes very difficult and very frustrating. <laughs> Because it's like sometimes the VPNs don't work. And then if the government finds out that you're using it, then they'll like block it on your, like, I don't know how they do it, but like, it'll just stop working and you have to download another one. And then you're like, ah, yeah. (laughs) So that was interesting. No, that's crazy. Things we don't even think about. We take for granted, you know, Facebook, even just WhatsApp, you know, the whole different mindset. Do you have any embarrassing moments that ended up being a good learning experience for you? Oh, yes. So it was actually the last day when I was leaving, I got scammed by my taxi driver. (laughs) He drove me like way all around to get to the airport. And the airport is like huge. It's so far out because the city's so big. And I did not have enough cash on me. And I had to like ask someone to help me pay for my taxi at the airport. And it was so embarrassing. I felt horrible. Luckily, someone did help me. I was actually kind of proud of myself too because I had I was like bickering with the guy I was like hey but like you know I don't have enough money because you scammed me and like we were like kind of like fighting and like Chinese at the airport I kept like kind of made a scene you know but um be prepared always have cash like lots of cash <laughs> that's probably the most embarrassing thing that happened and it, it's like ironic that I guess it happened at the very last day there but I feel like you know that's like a good culmination to show like your skills everything you learned that you can like you know, dicker with the taxi driver that you could like have an argument. That's a big language skill. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Cause on, on the way there, I was like, I know he's scamming me. And he was like, no, look at the GPS. It's like going the right way. And I was like, he's scamming me, but he like kept going the wrong way. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. And that's another thing. The taxi drivers there, you gotta like, you gotta watch them. Like, you know, open your phone, watch the map. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's a good thing to think about anywhere. <laughs> Uh, Grayson, I wanted to ask you something, you know, in the Center for International Education at Loyola, we're trying like to promote more programs in Asia and encourage students to get out of their comfort zone since a lot of students want to study abroad always in Europe. So as someone who did get out of its comfort zone, what would you say to persuade a student to study abroad, not only in China, but in maybe in Asia in general? I think it is so important to see that side of the world because, I mean, Europe is fantastic and it's amazing and fantastic and beautiful, but at the same time, it's pretty similar to the U.S. in, a, in certain ways. But when you go to Asia, it is just so incredibly different. There's not, like, not a single thing that is similar to the U.S. Like, it is insane. that Like, the cities are, like, the craziest places you'll ever see i don't know it's just like just it's so interesting to see how different it can be and i think it's really important to see that because it really opens your mind just how other things work abroad and i don't know like if there's are countries in asia that are more westernized like i said like japan is more westernized but at the same time it's still incredibly different so like just go (laughs) it's amazing the food the cultures the people yeah, I think I would definitely agree. Studying abroad somewhere that's not Europe, just the pace of life, everything is so different that you just have to experience at least once in your life. Definitely, yeah. To like really get out of your comfort zone. If you want to like get out of your comfort zone, go to China. That's awesome. I think we kind of already talked about this, 
But if you had to pick one aspect of study abroad as it impacted you the most, what would it be? I would say just being open-minded to different cultures and different aspects of things. And then, I don't know, I feel like being in like from a Western country, we're like, but just like seeing how other countries work and like, don't be afraid of how other countries can be run. I mean, it depends on the country, you know, of course. Yeah, it just, it really opens your mind. So reflecting back on your experience, if you had the opportunity to do this all over again, what would you change? Or would you change anything? Honestly, I would not change a single thing. I want to do it again, but go somewhere different. Just like get on a plane and go and just kind of experience that way. It was a great experience. I think that's how you know you've completed the goal of study abroad is when you say, you know what, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, yeah. What advice would you give to the student considering studying abroad? I, I feel like I've said this 10 times, but like, just go. <laughs> just get on a plane and go. Don't, like, don't think about it too much. I mean, think about where you want to go, of course. But like, when it comes to plan, don't like over plan. I, I think like the best experiences come from times when you didn't have a plan and you just ended up in like some crazy place on the side of the road at 3 a.m., you know? <laughs> like, those are like the best stories that happen and kind of like wing it because that's, what, that's all you can do is wing it when you're in such a strange place. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it, Jason. Yeah, no problem. This is great. <laughs>